Hello and welcome along to Extra Time here on LCFC Radio and LCFC TV. And a very happy Christmas to everybody who's tuned in, either watching us or listening to us. We hope you had a brilliant time with your family and obviously watched Leicester yesterday in a very topsy-turvy game at the Etihad. Uh, we'll assess that as, as much as we can do. We'll look ahead to tomorrow's game with Liverpool and these two will go head-to-head in our football Jenga as well at the end. Um, we have to start in one place. In fact, before we start the football, let's do the pleasantries, Matt, and, and say season's greetings to you. Yes, and to you yet again, sir. We spoke yesterday, didn't we? We wished each other well, but uh, it's a lovely time of the year, isn't it? it? It takes quite a while to come and then goes quickly, doesn't it? But um, the football's always fast and furious, as we're about to talk about. And Walsy, happy Christmas as well. You were due to be on with us yesterday, weren't you, on Match Day Live, but for one reason or another, you weren't able to. No, no, Merry Christmas, lads. Yeah, I had a member of family, you know, came down with me on Christmas Day. I'd seen him, um, obviously, the night before for quite a few hours, so there wasn't going to be any risk. There was no point, so... Um, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, a very interesting, incredible um, game of football that uh, transpired, so... Uh, it was. I watched it last night, to be honest with you. So, uh, yeah, incredible. That's all I can say. <laughs> You're feeling all right, though, Walsh. That's the main thing. Yeah, I'm feeling all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, the game then, uh, Matt. At halftime, there was a, a bit of a worry, wasn't there? Obviously, about what it could have turned into. In fact, it was the opposite for, for certainly the first 25 minutes. Yeah, it was. It was unbelievable game, really, wasn't it? When you, when you look back on it, it's one of those things. Has that just happened? And certainly, how did it happen? Um, it, you could say a little bit of a indication of how Leicester's season has gone, maybe. Defensive frailties were shown. Unnecessary, so sloppy mistakes. Um, mixed with a period of excellent play when the quality was superb and, and the, the start of that second half. But ultimately, it hasn't been quite good enough and it wasn't quite good enough yesterday. And set pieces were a large part of that as they have been a constant theme throughout the, uh, the season, really. So it had all sort of facets of Leicester's play over the campaign as a whole. But um, listen, <laughs> people will talk and you know, people say the right things and say, we can take even positives out of even this game as they did against Liverpool at Anfield, um, albeit it wasn't an official defeat, it was a penalty shootout there, but they could demand better of themselves, really, because I think some of the situations were unavoidable. Um, and they know the areas they need to address, really, but it's, it's difficult at the moment, isn't it? The injury front, the illness front. Um, you know, you can feel for Brendan Rodgers and feel for the players themselves, but they could have helped themselves a lot better yesterday. I mean, it was an incredible game. It would go down in a lot of people's memories because of the scoreline and the, the nature of the twists and turns. But when they look back on it, like the statistics afterwards, not a massive indication, I know, but in terms of shots at goal or just shots generally um, in a dangerous situation, Leicester weren't too far behind Man City. They were in terms of possession. But it was isolated instant instances that really let them down because Casper Schmeichel, believe it or not, was not peppered in his goal. Um, he didn't have to be heroic. He did make a couple of excellent saves. But just generally, 
there's, there's room for improvement, too much room for improvement from Leicester's own performances. Yeah, that, it's a good point, I think, that Matt makes, Walshy, about the, the game itself and the fact that Leicester did miss some, some good opportunities as well. And they got unlucky as well. James Madison hit the bar. Uh, Kletcher and Acho forced a good save out of Edison. Mark O'Brien had a chance with a header as well. It, it could easily have been six all. Basically, there could have been, there were nine goals in this game. There could have been another six, without a doubt, from the other chances, you know, either way. Um, but, you know, and I, like Matt's just touched on, you know, with the illnesses, the, the, the injuries to key defenders, um, it just, it's just getting worse and worse in that, in that area. I feel, I feel for Brendan Rodgers now because, you know, this isn't normality for him. He's never experienced anything in his life, I'm guessing, as, as tough as this, to juggle around this, this team in Europe, in, in cup competitions, in nine games in December, you know. And sometimes I think people don't understand what's going on inside a football club. And there's, there's, the difficulties that he's having to overcome is unfair, really. Uh, but he's not, you know, he's always very, very good in the press. He, he, you know, he's, he's not one to, um, to whimper and hide. And, um, and he'll admit things if they're wrong. And, um, and I do feel for him, like Matt just said, I really do. Um, I think that he's, um, he's a wonderful manager and um, what he's done already. But, but this season and now, what we're talking about, that game, when we went into it, he's looked at that, you know, at, at how it can counteract Man City. And I think he's probably thought, look, this is going to be without certain personnel in this team. We ain't going to win this game. But... I'm guessing he, you know, he wouldn't say that to the players, but he's in his own mindset that he needs to look at, at, at four or five other games that are going to be coming up and think, right, this is where I can take some points from. But saying that, we are capable on our day to beat anyone. Now, you know, when when you've got these um, difficulties, and when I saw the starting lineup yesterday, I thought, flipping it, this team against uh, what Man City were putting out could could be, um, uh, you know, uh, a difficult. 90 minutes for for uh, for all them 11 players on that pitch because um, it was a understrength team as everybody knows. He's a weakened team. Um, people can look at how he plays his tactics, how he does this, how he defends and whatever. But at this moment, that group of lads had to go out there and and give the best, which they did. And um, unfortunately, the the, the you know Man City are playing against such a difference in class that. You know the movement, the uh, everything about them, the work ethic, the way that they press. You know was going to be difficult for um, technically through you know the the difference in class. And but you know we sort of another side as when he tweaked things at half time went to a five. It, it certainly Man City were on. You know they were I, I so you could see Pep's face. He was worried. You know it went to four three. It was incredible, and yet. You know, we're nowhere near what we can play like. We've got players, like I said, um, all in that defensive area without Evans, without Soinchu, Fafana. We can go on. The list goes on and on and on. And it's, it just seems a little unfair to me, but you've got to, we've got to get on with it. We've got some favourable games coming up. And, um, but that was, you know, we could have, it could have swung our way if we'd have kept at it. And um, just like Matt said, we're looking at, uh, at errors, in individual errors, um, we're looking at, at key mistakes, but you know, can I just go on to the defending, the corners and things? Because it's getting a bit. Hey, what, we'll, we'll come on to it. We'll come, we come on, on to it. it? Yeah. yeah, I wanted to say something. Yeah, which which yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll do it in, in, 
in, yeah. in just a moment. But let, let's concentrate quickly on, on the positives and on Leicester's comeback, Matt, in that <coughs> second half. Excuse me. James Madison was in, integral to it, wasn't he, in, in the way that Leicester were able to get back into that game? Certainly was. Yeah, he's been in top form, hasn't he, over the last few games, really. The amount of goal situations that he's involved in, assists, or actually scoring himself and being part of the build-up and creating um, you know, with some real quality supply to to his fellow striking teammates, but there were some real quality finishes as well. It's, it's exceptional, um, the standard that he's playing at, at the moment and the, the things that he's producing. And listen, it was difficult for everyone in the first half for to get any sort of control on the game. And Leicester just looked a bit short all round in that first 45 minutes because of the quality that Walsh just mentioned there that they're up against. But second half changed it. Um, Brendan, didn't he? And it, in hindsight, you probably wish that he'd started with that, that system uh, because of the, playing that back four was courageous. He wanted to be able to pose a threat to Man City as well and understandably so but they looked as if it was going to be difficult from the off didn't it and the, the other system in the second half worked better and it certainly worked for James Madison albeit he's in a sort of uncustomary role on the right hand side of midfield but he allowed himself to drift central and he could pick up the ball Man City take their foot off the gas a little bit but Madison took full advantage of that didn't they superb um both you know, feeding other players and obviously finishing off goals himself, getting in advanced positions. And he needed someone to be brave, to get on the ball and do something different because I thought Leicester were a little bit nervous, understandably so, not jumpy on the ball because you're so worried about getting caught in possession that the ball's just played forward early too much and it was wave after wave of attack, wasn't it? James Madison in particular took it upon himself to to be brave on the ball. A couple of little touches where if you got it wrong, it could have been costly. Um, especially with the scoreline at 4-0, it could have all of a sudden looked horrific. But in such as his class, yeah, he got himself out of tight positions, played other people in, or he got himself advanced and linked up. And yeah, he was, uh, he looked like a real player, didn't he? A proper player. For the duration of that second half, really, he saw his frustration later on understandable because Leicester worked so well, got themselves into some sort of position, um, some sort of contention for the game and then the Achilles heel came out again, didn't it, with the set pieces. As you say, we'll speak about that in a bit, most likely, but James Madison can be proud of his performance, certainly in the second half, but ultimately it's a team game, isn't it, and Leicester will generally be disappointed, but it's, it's quite reassuring that You've got Madison playing at that level because you think sooner or later he will help us to come through this sticky patch. Uh, yeah, go on, Walsey. Set pieces then. You wanted to talk oh, about it. Yeah, yeah, I did. And, you know, I can see exactly where what Brenda's trying to do now. You know, he's on Martin marking, but he's also now um, looking at markers, you know, which um, was important. And I think that that can work. That can counteract this problem that he's got. But... What, what I felt was that there were mismatches with who was marking who. Um, you know, you've got Diaz and Laporte, the best two centre-backs, uh, sorry, best two headers of a ball in Man City's team. Yet we had Tielemans and Ian Acho 
um, you know, which the plan was just to hold them, and they, then literally they did, and uh, and it caused us a problem because it, you know it forced the penalty uh, against us with uh, with Tielemans holding clearly onto his player, um, and Ian actually started it. They're not looking at these these players now. They're not looking at where the ball is now. They're just holding the man, and you can't do that. So you know, for me, Vestergaard. Uh, he, he's the main header of the ball. He should have been marking Diaz or Laporte. It did, doesn't matter. You know, you'd block them two out. They were, you know, Man City, you could see what they were doing. They were, they were playing um, deep uh, corners. They were getting so much joy from it. Every time there was a clear header. So there was a mismatch. That, that, but I can understand where he's trying to get it right. He's trying to zonal mark with the best three headers of the ball he's got. And if they hit that area, you've got to attack the ball and win it. But we're not. And it's a standing jumper. I, I clearly, you know, everybody can see it now. And uh, it's um, it's becoming um, a bit of a, a, a an earache for me now because everyone's saying, look, Leicester at corners. But listen, you know, we've we've just gone beyond uh, that norm, normality, like I said, with with, with, two, with a, a few injuries. And you know what? When you look at Ricardo, I'm, I'm, I'm just digressing here. When you look, at there's been two sit tackles that have gone in. One on Fafana at the start of the season. Was that a friendly game? Yeah. Was it? Villarreal. And that was a shocking uh, tackle that went under the radar. The other tackle by Morton on uh, Ricardo the, uh, against Liverpool, I thought was, was a bad, bad tackle, me, you know. And, and that went more or less under the radar, really. It didn't even get a red card. You know, you've got a, a guy out now who's just come back. I feel sorry for Ricardo. He's had some really bad luck and bad injuries. And that was a, a horrific. It really was. But going back to the individual errors, it's just becoming a bit... Um, it's, got, it's dragging on now. It's dragging its feet. But when we get this team back together, hopefully after Christmas, you know, I think there's, there was a lot of positives to take from that match, without a doubt. I mean, um, for me, like you say, you were talking about Madison. He was... Absolutely instrumental in in how he played. He, he really was. I thought Ian actual he was playing some. He was coming off deeper than than he probably should have done. But he was playing some through balls that was you know the weight of the pass, the 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 vision and his understanding was was terrific. Um, you know, and it caused Man City all kinds of problems. And uh, they didn't really, you know, it, at that point in the in the game, I meant four three. It could have swung our way. And, and you've got to give that team some credit and and the manager about the you know their um, the the total vision on how they could have got back in the game because at four nil it could have gone to eight and nine. That's what I was fearing. I really was because they were rampant with Man City and uh, they had that much pace. And that much clever play that you sometimes can't live with it. But we tweaked it, changed it. And uh, we've got to take some credit out of that game in the end. Um, the, the set pieces, obviously, Matt, frustrating enough as they are. And that, that's one negative. I, I mean, there's a lot of positives as well. So you just said to take quite a few negatives, obviously. It's just the timing of that, the fifth Man City goal that was the most frustrating, I think given it was again from a corner because Leicester had got themselves back into it at 4-3 and almost immediately after the, the third Leicester goal when the momentum was all with them, that's when Man City then went up the other end and scored that goal. Yeah, it was a touch deflating to say the least and no more so than for the players. I mean, you know, they must be frustrated and I think you saw that Madison really towards the end of the game he was bickering with the referee and you know, maybe since that it was a missed opportunity to achieve something 
incredible. <laughs> we obviously wouldn't have even considered it at half time and one goes in, etc. and you're having a little not really paying that much attention. You're saying, Yeah, good goal, well well finished. Um it would have been nice to see some of that in the first half. Which there there were instances where Leicester got forward, as you mentioned there, Madison and hitting the bar and Perez having an opportunity. Um but then it's like the second goal goes in and you have a look round, oh, oh, something could be on here and the third and your eyes are wide open, aren't they? Thinking, what are we watching here? And as a player, you'd have sensed that on the pitch because Man City were, they were ruffled by it because they didn't look particularly potent, did they, in the second half? And they, like I say, they'd taken the edge off their game and <clears throat> it was less incisive. But it's hard to recapture that. And Leicester didn't really force them to have to test themselves to get into that, back into that gear that they were in in the first half um, because of the set-piece situation. Again, I mean, basically, half the goals that Leicester conceded, three, three out of six, were linked to set-pieces, you know, very directly. Um, but you know, both headers in the second half, almost sort of carbon copies. And, yeah, some people are joking, almost, but it's not that funny. But before, the, you know, when the ball goes out wide, you're like, oh, there we go. And you, you're expecting to concede almost. And Man City are not even that strong at set pieces. But ordinarily, they play it short and try and engineer something else. But, you know, as Walsh mentioned there, he's a bit of a mismatch. And Vestergaard and Amati were sort of bypassed, weren't they? The two main threats were deep, um, far post. And, you know, it's, it, it's too simplistic to, to hurt Leicester at set pieces, unfortunately. But the way that Tillemans and, and Ianaccio are defending them, I don't know if they're instructed to do that. I'd be surprised if they are. You can say get in their face or get your arm across. Yeah. You can't put two arms round and not looking at the ball. You're asking for trouble. And, you know, two penalties. I mean, both the goals in the first half that weren't penalties were avoidable. Quite simple sort of um, lack of positional sense on a couple of occasions. And then the two penalties, you know, again, they're normally avoidable. Not always, but in this instance, both of them were. So strangely, when you look at it, Leicester weren't actually pulverised in this game. Like the scoreline suggested at half-time. Um, they were right in it. Six goals, Matt. You'd think it is a pulverising. but Yeah, exactly. And we've, been, we've been on the end of a six. You know, I've been on seven, I think, at Sheffield Wednesday once. And yet... This was a, a different scenario altogether in, in the way, because, you know, I think the time when we were seven, I, I think it's 7-1, uh, there was a six at, at Newcastle. I remember we were five nil down at half time. I think it ended up 6-1. You know, the, this was a different game altogether. And uh, you've, like I say, you've got to look at some of them positives. And Vestergaard, you know, we, we look at the individual errors. If we could cut them out, he, he just, I felt sorry for him coming into a game like that at Man City after not, not playing for a, a few weeks at least, you know, um, it, it was going to be difficult for him and he just lost his bearings with that one and started badly, but he came stronger in the game, he, he, he got into it, he didn't let it get get to him, which was which was good, you know, and you're playing against the Man City team, you know, they're scoring nearly four games a, a game in the last six matches, the stats tell you that they're, nearly, they're scoring nearly four, four goals a, a game, well, they are four goals a game, it's incredible. You know, so it's not um, mean feat that we've um, 
that we've lost by six goals. It doesn't doesn't matter that because look, you, you look at the squad, you look at that starting lineup. When every and every Leicester fan looked at that, they must have been a little bit concerned because it wasn't what we were used to and what we know we can play. But unfortunately, we have to. You know, you've got to protect the welfare of the players with how many games they're playing, with all sudden, it's, these times, I've never seen football like this. It's, you know, all the managers are, are, are saying something about the welfare of the players. And um, yet, you know, Brendan does get on with things though, Matt, doesn't he? You know, he, he, he takes it on the chin. You know, he's ne- he never complains about these tackles that have caused us, you know, the key players to be out. He gets on with it and somehow he has to, he has to put an 11 out there that he thinks can can go and win a game of football and and also look at the projected games coming up to see how he can really get the maximum points out of the next six games that we've got coming up. Uh, quick word, Walsh, we, we spoke about James Madison as an individual. Uh, Adam Ola-Luckman impressed as well, didn't he, yesterday? He did, yeah. He, he, he played a lot better than in the last game that I saw him in. And I think his, his duties off the ball, when we've not got it as well, were, were better. But going forward, he, he is, he's got, you know, in that very first game that he played, I remember looking at him thinking, hey, this guy can play. And he can. He's um, on his day, but he's got to just get them levels to, to that standard that he, he, that he, that he, that he got to um, in that game. And uh, things will happen for him because he's certainly... Uh, an exciting, um, you know, direct kind of player who's got plenty of pace. And you look at Dakar when we, we got him, but things are going to impact us again, maybe with the African nations. You know, this this is it's just another ob- obstacle we're going to have to come get, get over. So, you know, when we, we look at we, Liverpool, we take Liverpool out of the equation um, on the 28th, then you've got a run of games that you think, right, there's an FA Cup chance opportunity. So we're still in, in that, we, you know, we own that FA Cup and uh, we've got a run of good games that, um, you know, that are winnable games that, that could accumulate a, a, a lot more points. And again, it's just, you know, just settle the ship again because, um, like I said, it, it's just crazy times at the moment. Um, going into that game then uh, with Liverpool on the 28th or tomorrow as we're speaking now, Matt. Um, do you think Brendan Rodgers will stick with what he did in the second half at the Etihad? Because obviously that system worked better on the day there, didn't it, in, in the second half when he changed things. Will yeah. he go into the, the game with Liverpool doing that, do you think? Or will he revert back to the four? I think it's highly likely <clears throat> on, on the back of yesterday's performance, the way the game went, I think it's highly likely he'll persevere with the three. Because they're different, different proposition, aren't they, Liverpool? Similar um, system, if you like, pretty much a you 4-3-3, know, three, three, full-backs get forward, etc. But a different style of football. Um, but whichever way, I think Leicester, with personnel they've got available, I think Brendan Rodgers will look at it and think, we need to be a little bit more secure, first and foremost. Give ourselves some sort of opportunity to build a platform in the game and then play from there. Because I thought he was quite brave. I wouldn't say wrong um, at all. You know, when people saw the team sheet, you, you were a bit concerned, but not necessarily because of the system. It was because of the, the threadbare nature of, of the, the starting eleven um, and what it could be if things were more normal, shall we say. But it was, you're worried about them being exposed. I did worry about them 
about the wide players. I mentioned there Walshie, <laughs> Lutman and Perez. Perez came off at half time, didn't have any effect on the game, but wasn't just his fault. But I thought, because um, they've had big jobs to do working backwards, it's not their natural game. And I thought that might be an issue, as it proved to be. But with the, with the back five, if you like, it seems a bit ultra defensive, didn't it? 5 4 1, pretty much, wasn't it? And that was to sort of shore things up as much as anything. And things worked as well as they could, didn't they, for 20, 30 minutes. With Leicester winning the second half 3 0 at one stage. But Leicester are good at that. They've got the players to do that suddenly break. And they've got good creative midfielders who can link up. I think against Liverpool, they've just got to be a little bit realistic and think there are, you know, there are games, I've mentioned it before, I thought, God, let's be a bit courageous and against Liverpool's Man City. You go and test yourselves with a full strength team and just see exactly how good you are. You know, without tactics maybe being too much of a, um, an emphasis you know, without being naive, but I think tomorrow against Liverpool, you you've got to, you've got to take the sensible perspective, try and be secure first and foremost, and just be clinical when the opportunities that come your way. Unless to know that they're capable of that, they showed it yesterday against Man City. Liverpool, you would imagine, would not be as open defensively, but that doesn't mean Leicester can't hurt them. And I think I think it's highly likely that it will start with the back five, but five four one but can easily turn into a 3-4-3 as you make advancements against the opposition. Do you know what, Matt? I've just, I've, I wrote some notes down today. And that 5-4-1, you're right, out of possession, it, was, it worked effectively in the shape and it was much more solid. Um, and, and I've just looked, with, with, in possession, we were more or less a 3-4-3, like you say, or, yeah. or even a 3-5-2 at times. You know, but then wing-backs were, were allowed to push further forward. You know, you've got three at the back in, in, in a sense, but without the ball, it was a five. And, and with the ball, we're very good at counter-attacking teams and that, that's worked well. So I guess he'll, he'll, it's a similar proposition with Liverpool, the way that they attack. You, we've got to be cautious. The key to this game is personnel, who's available, uh, because it could change his mind in, in the way he thinks. Um, because you know of the defensive duties in that team that that has been a, 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 over the start of the, of the season to now has been um, just ridiculous with the amount of numbers going down injured. So I guess it's who's on that treatment table and who's not. It's it's like in the old days though. You've got to he's got to deal with it, as Brendan. But he's been very unlucky with um, I must say. Uh, but, but 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 this is a big game, Liverpool. And if, if I think if he he does play that way, then you know we've got a chance. And uh, so you know. Mr. Vardy has, um, has had time to recover fully and um, you know we know what he can do against Liverpool as well. Yeah, Liverpool Walsey though have had a few days off haven't they? They didn't play on Boxing Day. <clears throat> How much of an effect might that have do you think? Do you know what? As players you want to keep them games going when you're on, when you're on a momentum you know like they are um, you saw against Leicester they almost played a third team you know it, it was unreal um, in, in, a, in a fashion you know but um, 
they they got lucky in that game really they they really did they scraped through by the uh you know the skin of the teeth really and uh, we should have seen that game through but in the end we didn't but you know it is what it is um at the end of the day and but now you're going to see a liverpool team that's um then at this stage in the season now i always judge it christmas period is so important for them they're going to win a title they're going to need to be beating leicester um you know um, tomorrow they're going to have to but uh, I, I guess that, that we'll have a, a nice solid shape that we had like in that second half yesterday and um, and, it, and it could be an interesting match I don't think there's going to be like a, a rush of 6-3 goals in, in this one um, although you know if we do make errors then you know it's going to be um, a, a rough day but uh, no it's a it's a tough match it's a game we can do well and I think you've got to look at that structure of that second half against Man City and uh, and take some confidence from that. You suspect, Matt, that the fans will be right up for this, the Leicester fans, that is, after what happened at Anfield. Um, what, just, well, it'll be about a week ago, won't it? Just under a week ago. Yeah, yeah, I imagine they'll be... Uh... Just in, in the sense that there was, there was a little bit of... Leicester fans will feel that there should have been a red card for Morton, as, as Walsh has mentioned. Jota, even, with the elbow. Yeah. Yeah, both um, valid points and, you know, well worth uh, discussion from Leicester's point of view, aren't they? But sort of typical of the way things are going at the moment, I suppose. You know, making situations even more difficult. I think, um, yeah, there's a little bit of rivalry or sort of tension maybe between the supporters to a degree for whatever reason. And I think just, yeah, the sort of not the unjustness. I think that's too strong a word because you, you know, you you you, you create your own situations. But what Leicester were, the, the Leicester supporters and the players, be frustrated, weren't they? The way it happened. But you have to look after your own business. You know, conceding so late in that game, eventually pressure told a bit, and what Leicester should have dealt with. They should be frustrated at themselves, really. I thought they should have dealt with the that second half a bit better than they did Liverpool and made the change. But I think as much as anything, the supporters be up for it because they realise that the players need some assistance. They need some help at the moment because it is stretched to the limit, the squad at the moment. And um, it's a difficult period all round. But the supporters, I think they're honest enough and intelligent enough to realise, you know, the reasons why, certainly in part, uh, that things are as they are and suppose play their part hugely. And tomorrow is, is certainly one of those occasions because it's, it's going to be a test. Leicester are going to go into the game as underdogs, pretty much, because of the situation, because of the current run, because of the opposition. Whereas in times gone by, you thought maybe Leicester are genuinely playing on an even level here but tomorrow that's not probably not the case they're going to have to really give their all produce the best football that those players are capable of and the support and encouragement of of the fans will be vital as well to drive them onwards because it's going to be a tough old shift for them tomorrow afternoon uh, at this stage of extra time Walsh we always get our guests to pick out one other game 
uh, that took place uh, in the Premier League over the weekend or on Boxing Day that caught your eye. Uh, any of the results in particular, apart from obviously the Leicester-Manchester City one that, that um, stood out to you? I think you've got to look at, at, at Arsenal. You know, that, that 5-0, five goals and the the rejuvenated Arsenal and you can see how, you know, how good they are in form. You know, the form guide has changed now and how Arteta's gone through a stage of, of um, that initial, uh, you know, kind of problems that he had and the uh, winning over the fans was difficult for him. Um, he, he went into that club and they, had, they needed that many uh, changes and things and he seems to have got a, a real good hold of it now and uh, he, he, you know there was times when you know they were, all the fans were wanting him out at one stage you know because of what was happening they didn't see his vision as, as the right philosophy for the club but he has really um, showed them now his intentions and, um, and that he, he can uh, he's a very very good manager we all knew that you know, with Pep, he, he was a, a great number two, but to become um, a, a number one manager now, and he's certainly showing that at the minute. So I've got to look at that 5 0. You, you look at, uh, there, there were so many goals, weren't there, in, in the Premier League? It was ridiculous. Um, I think Chelsea scored three, um, 3 1, wasn't it? Um, so there was there was abundance of goals, and uh, our match was the the biggest one. Unfortunately, you know, six three, it's um, it's a hell of a lot of goals, and uh, you know, let's hope that that now we can um, we can look get these two games out of the way and try and nick something off Liverpool uh, tomorrow. And then the confidence it, it's surprising what confidence can do for for the whole morale of the football club, and. Um, it, it will happen. And Brendan, we can't start saying, right, you know, like, there's rumblings now of Brendan Rodgers out. And now I don't like to hear that because of not, not only is it what he's done, what he's going through and what, what he's, you know, and, and he'll come through the other side because he's, he's a good manager. So um, onwards and upwards, we've got to be positive and um, we're riding a storm at the minute that's, uh, that's too strong for us. It's like tidal waves just bashing, battering us with a, a different scenario every week. There's a, there's a something to contend with, so it's the testing, the worst, you know, the, the hardest time I've ever known a manager at Leicester City um, have to overcome. Uh, what are the game, Matt? Took your eye? Yeah, oh, goals flying around everywhere, weren't they? I, one that caught my eye, and I was sort of slightly taken aback by it was Southampton three-two away at West Ham. Yeah. They're, they're a funny side, Southampton, aren't they? they you know, they seem doomed on numerous occasions. You think, right, this is uh, eventually the time that all those departures to other clubs of their key players are going to take their toll. But they keep going. Fair play to Hassan Hull. He keeps his players motivated. Um, certainly, you know, they've done, done a good job in just staying in the league pretty much. And they've played some reasonably attractive football as well, but to go to West Ham, West Ham are quite interesting in that situation there because they've been so good, haven't they? And I suppose you could equate it a little bit to Leicester's situation where the word overachieve has been mentioned. But Leicester have been playing at a level for the majority of the last two, two and a half seasons even. Um, West Ham, maybe not quite as long as that, but they've been equally impressive, haven't they? But now they're in a sticky patch. Maybe the 
the depth of their squad is being tested. And that might be part of the issue, but it'd be interesting to see how David Moyes reacts with his players, how his players react. <laughs> because uh, Leicester have got a similar challenge in some ways, although more extreme on the injury front, as Walter just mentioned. But yeah, it's just not easy to turn things around a little bit because I bet they'll be looking around thinking, well, we're not doing anything much different than we did before. All of a sudden, they're not getting results. And <clears throat> Southampton shouldn't be beating West Ham. Uh, away from home, but they have. And it was a little surprise to turn up for the books. But, uh, yeah, it was a, yeah, I thought that was a, a very unusual result, really, for the way things have gone over the period, of, you know, over the last six months or so. You'd never pick that one out of the hat. Uh, well, it looks as if you both have had an eye on the other games uh, over Boxing Day, which is important for our uh, football Jenga, which we do at the end of the show. Well, she's shaking his head already. I, I only watched two of the games. I fancy a Walsh in maybe. Maybe not then if you've only watched two. Um, there were 28 goals across the six Premier League games oh. based on Boxing Day. Um, so I want you to name, take it in turns please, to name any player that scored a goal in any of the Premier League games that took place on Boxing Day. And Matt, because you are uh, to my left hand side, as I look at it, you can go first. Well, are we including Leicester players? Yep, any game, any Premier League game. I'm going to have to go Leicester games <laughs> on this one initially. Must admit, score lines, I didn't look at individuals too much, basically, I'm afraid. Naughty Naughty, James Madison. Walsh. Uh, Lukaku. Inacho. Saka. Going nice and steady. Lookman. Uh, I'm just trying to think of all these five Arsenal goals. Uh, Lacazette. Mares. Smith Rowe. Hey, well done, Walsh. You did watch that game. Didn't I you? did. Certainly <laughs> <laughs> did. Another one as well. Certainly did. Laporte. Uh, Tierney. <laughs> There's only two games involved here, isn't there? Oh, I've got another one. I thought of another. Sterling. Yeah, Kane. Uh, De Bruyne. Mora. Matt's in trouble now. He said all the Leicester to Man City players. I have had mine now. I, I can remember that. these goals, yeah. Oh, me. I'm, I'm guessing a few now, but... Right, I'm going. Jorginho. I watched... Um, who was the other goal for Tottenham? Um, Son. Correct. Oh. oh <laughs> Reese James. More pay. I, I watched this game. This is very good standard, this. Considering I haven't even looked at any of the goal scorers, we've done all right. <laughs> and I didn't watch the game. Um, where are we going? Where are we going? Which way am I going to go? Oh. Oh. That's it, isn't it? Hold on. Hold on. Let's see if we can get one. I'm going... 
No, it's similar with Chelsea the one I just got. I think Steve scored the third goal for Chelsea. So put us in. So Walshy, you get this to win it. Rossard. Well done, Walshy. I, I watched them the two terrific goals by Brighton. Um, yeah. so, so that's the only reason why I, I've won there. I was gonna guess on um who else was I gonna guess? On uh, oh god. Uh I was just gonna oh no, I've lost I've lost the yeah. plot. Well, it doesn't matter, you won anyway, Well, yeah. so, to be fair. That's not so often I win, Matt. Uh, you've only missed six, so you missed... Um, you didn't get any of the Southampton-West Ham games, so that's Antonio, uh, Bednarek, Ben oh, Rama, El Yunusi and James Ward-Prowse. Well, that game that caught my eye, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you should have done Ward-Prowse about a minute ago. Nah. Um, <laughs> and, to be fair, you also missed uh, Ilkay... <laughs> Gunderham as well, so you did miss the one of them. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, well I'm done. about the Leicester game. I was going to say, well, whilst he no. kept naming the other ones, leaving all the City and Leicester ones. Yeah. I know, do you know what, mate? I thought I'd do that, I'd be generous to you and just give you, because I, I, I wanted to have a think and, and uh, for, for later on in the game, but it didn't work, it didn't go to the plan in the end. Well, well, it, well, it did do, but yeah. it shouldn't have worked. You won anyway, Walshy, so well done. Um, right, enjoy the rest of your uh, time off between Christmas and New Year. Uh, Matt, you'll be working the Liverpool game, of course, tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm working tomorrow. Walshy, you'll be there as well, so we'll see you both there tomorrow then. Um, and everyone listening again, uh, have a nice couple of days more off. I think it's bank holiday, isn't it, today and tomorrow? Yeah, so it is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Enjoying that at home. All right, well, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening and for watching, and, and cheers to these two as well. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone.